So how are you? How's your day? It's been good. It's been good. Busy morning as always. I I totally get it. (laughs) I totally get it. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I'm super excited that you decided to come on here. I can't wait to dive into your story. This is going to be amazing. All right. I'm so excited. Had a long rough day or you need to wash your cares away you can call a friend of mine she's one of a kind and she's so damn fine but when it comes to, it comes to someone who needs a little motivation, motivation two people on the ship to share relations no matter the time or the day even a smile will make you feel okay go and get yourself a word from get yourself a word from lady j if you need some inspiration go to lady j if you need some motivation, go oh, Lady J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the conversation with Lady J. I am your host, Lady J, and this is my lovely guest, Walt Way, aka the former love poet. He is out here. He has graciously um, accepted my invitation to give me some of his time so that we can dive into his amazing story. Oh, my goodness. Walt, tell us about yourself. How you doing? My name is Walt Waltway, a.k.a. the former love poet. I am a poet, a songwriter, producer, founder of the Bristol English Project, um, helping American descendants of chattel slavery connect with a past that is more than just dreams, dreams and chains. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm on TikTok. That's where a lot of people find me at. I, I do my thing. I share my, share my stories, my, my own ancestry journey as well. Yes, that is amazing. What caught my eye and what better month to do this and to actually cross paths is Black History Month. So the Brister, the Brister English Project, please tell us about this because I am so intrigued. How did this come about? What what started it? Like, where where are you at in this? So it started honestly about ten years ago. Not not the project, but the journey. I wanted to learn more about my family. Um, fast forward, I, I had you know had ups and downs trying to get information, trying to trying to learn, and it's hard uh, for for Black Americans to find a lot of stuff. Um, Agreed. So I had a historian friend. She reached out to me. She's like, I know you're interested in your ancestry. Can I help? Oh, yeah, definitely. I saw like a day later, she found a photo of my great grandfather that I've never seen. Uh, And when I saw that, uh, Robert English, it kind of just like it did something to me. It literally did something. I'm like, oh, my God, he looks just like my sister. I'm like, what the? He looks just like my sister. And then um, that same day she told me, hey, I have information uh, about his father, but it's on a a slave schedule census. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was on the slave schedule census and we end up found that. Uh she does all the tracing and everything. She did everything to confirm that was him. He was the only 35-year-old black male on that uh on that census. And wow. our last name is English. So it's kind of English in Alabama being a black okay. man is there was only one English in that area who owned people. And after I reached out to his grandson, his great grandson, um uh, I decided I wanted to share it on TikTok and 
after that, a lot of people was like, oh my God, I'd like to do this. And I was like, what other way can I help to give back to the community than help Black people do this, connect with this kind of, these kind of ancestry roots? That is amazing. So wait a minute. Wait, let, let's, let me, let me back up for a second. Did I just hear you right? Did you, did you meet the, the descendants? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the first one I tried to reach out to was on the genealogy website. Uh, okay. It wasn't ancestor or anything. It was, a, it was a separate one. Like as soon as you type in the slave owner's name, that, that website pops up and the guy has all this information. I was like, oh, okay, let me reach out to him. I kindly, I said, Hey, um, my name is Walter English. I, uh, I am, I think Thomas Cassandra English, the manager have this photo and all this info about may have enslaved my family. <laughs> I got met with so much, so much like gaslighting and pushback and everything. He told me how bad my city was and how bad Frederick Douglass was and how much of a, how promiscuous he, I'm talking about, it was bad. That was his response. All like, all I asked were for more information. Wow. Yeah. The second person I reached out to was Chuck. Chuck is an 80 year old grandson, his 80 year old grandson, great grandson of the man. Um, Chuck in Alabama, historian, emailed him. He emailed me back. Um, we had a conversation over the phone. Um, and Chuck is well, nothing but help. Nothing but nothing but help. His, I guess after the plantation burned down, his cousin Helen used to take him as a child. That's Thomas Cassandra's niece was to take him as a child every Sunday to something called dinner. And they taught him the family history. And so now mm. his family assignment, his assignment for the family is to help anybody like myself connected to the family. Oh my anytime goodness. that we ask for it. Wow. So <laughs> I need, let me take a sip of water. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I got you. Like I knew that this was going to be like mind blowing, but yeah wow okay all right so now i understand how how the name of the brister english project came along Uh you've definitely met some resistance but like how how did that go like was it how long did it take you you know you said you've been doing like like 10 years so all of this is over that span of like 10 years like what? Give me a give me give me like a time frame here. Gotcha. So most of this stuff happened starting 2019, where I started getting a lot of information in. Okay. Um, because before that, it was trying to talk to my parent, my my mom. Uh, my dad is gone now. Uh, most of his family down south, and mm-hmm. so I don't I didn't talk much about them, so I didn't know anything. My mom, she talked about certain family members, but like once. Once I start finding out stuff from public records, I found out why she didn't talk about certain family. Um, okay. And that, that was from from my from my one of my grandfathers or one of my great grandfathers moving to L.A. after after he uh, accidentally murdered his mistress. Like we found that out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> my grandma lighting her her other husband bed on fire like. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think our ancestors were real wild. I'm just, I'm gonna just throw that out too. there. I get the, I get the feeling <laughs> they were not, they were not as calm and peaceful as they're portrayed to be. <laughs> oh no, definitely not. It's not even just even just that. Like one one big thing I came across of um, this year uh, or last year. Sorry, last year I came across was uh, it was a ninth. It was an 1867 vote in a vote in the um, census. 
Okay. And on that vote instance, the page I got is, is, is it was damaged by mold, but it has Brister's name on it. Brister uh, has Brister's name on it. It has his father Ned on there, and most likely Armstead, his uh, one of his sons. The thing about it is that was in 1867 in Alabama. We didn't get the right to vote as black men until 1870. Mm-hmm. So, like on that census, you see in Alabama a list of black men going to vote. Wow. We don't, and that was dangerous. That was extremely not only dangerous but illegal at the time. Mm. Like you come across stuff like come across stuff like that over the last few years. Uh, city directories. I ran into cousins. I found stories. I got a lot of bunch of cousins reached out to me. Now I got cousins in Ohio, more cousins in Florida, That's uh, Georgia, amazing. Alabama, uh, all over the place. Look, please tell me you guys are setting up a family reunion. <laughs> we, we try to like it's and it's it's crazy. It's so much love too because the family who's also doing this, like when we connected, it's just like we known each other. Like, hey, what up, cuz? We 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 kicking it now. We going on that store run. Like that's how I felt. I love it. <laughs> you know? I love it. That is that is wow. That is so amazing. That is so amazing. So. um so, so I know you, you you've been on this um, journey to find your your own ancestry. How has this um, become? How has this blown up for you? Well, it started off with just me talking about my stuff, uh, me sharing these stories because it's this history is it's black history, it's American history. It's just history that won't get taught. So, me sharing that had a lot of had a lot of people interested. And so, my first thing was in. October, I made a free database for black people to search through their history with a ton of resources. Um, I keep adding on till today. So if people want to check that out, it's still there today. Um, and then I decided, hey, a lot of people don't have the same research skills or weren't benefited to learn like I learned. I went to school and learned researching. Um, so I'm like, why don't I put that to the, you know, use that that skill for the black community. And the list, I made the list, I uh, got the funding for it. Uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, I launched it. Um, the list had seven people the first week. The next week, it had 1,200. Wow. Yeah, it has about 1,200 people. It's up to about 3,000 now. So our people are definitely trying to find out our history. And honestly, I mean, I'm in that boat. I don't know much about my family history. I, c- I couldn't tell you. <laughs> like, I couldn't tell you much, um, unfortunately. But it is something that I'm super interested in. Um, so when, um, I came across Sakithia and we got to talking and she was like, definitely check him out. And I was like, all right, definitely, uh, you know, gotta hit him up. Like, especially, you know, Sakithia repping for you, like you, you okay in my book. Like, (laughs) oh yeah, she, yeah, auntie, auntie got my back through and through. That's right. She calls you nephew. (laughs) That's what she (laughs) said. Yes. (laughs) She got my back through and through. I was happy just to help her just to, yeah. And a lot of it happened by, I'm not going to say accident. Like, cause I, yeah. I we, she had a little information. She had some information. She doesn't mm-hmm. have information. Um, I hit the historian up who helped me out. I was like, Hey, I need some help on this one. Yeah. And she know how to piece things together. And we ran across her father and that opened up a whole new, just family tree of people that look like her. So that was just amazing. That is, that is amazing. Like, I don't need, it's the next best thing, you know, being able to at least trace where we came from. If we can't at least, you know, talk to them 
Not, at least not in the conventional way, you know, like, right. so. Uh, like, <laughs> right. No, I know exactly what, after doing this, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. So that is, that is so beautiful. I am so excited for you. Um, this is, this is huge. I feel like this, even this, like how you've grown from, you know, up to 3000 now, you know, people wanting to, to be a part of this and wanting to find out their, their history do you have help? Because <laughs> yes. we need to send up some smoke signals for you. <laughs> so I do have some help. Um, like it kind of pushed the project a little bit quicker than I, than I wanted to. Uh, I'm still taking my time. I, I don't want to mess nothing up trying to go too big too early. But I do have people volunteering to help. Um, I still got to kind of go through each volunteer just because I want to make sure I have the right people for the right job. And yeah. there was over 200 people who signed up to volunteer. So it's me going through them. I got like a whole color coded Excel file for who does what and everything. Um, I have like my team leads now. That's what I'm starting to uh, get funding for is to have people to run, you know, sets of volunteers. So I don't have to talk to 200 people almost every day. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. And then uh, my historian, uh, she went from, she was going to do a team lead thing. I was like, Hey, you're good at management. Do you mind helping? So she's helping me uh, be like an assistant to what I'm doing to just help out. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting help. <laughs> I'm gonna still need some more help though in the future. I I listen. My mind is blown right now. Like I'm just like this is. I can only imagine the amount of help that you're going to need, and like, like I'm I'm trying to figure out like what what can I do. <laughs> to help you because hey, I'm here. I appreciate like, this. I appreciate the yeah, spotlight. For real. This is from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for what you are doing. Seriously. This is because you could have just stopped with your own personal history and said, pet, this is amazing. I found out, you know, where I came from, who my ancestors were. And, and now I have this, you know, I can pass this down to, to my kids and, and generations to come. But instead you opened your heart and you opened your resources and really tapped in this black excellence at its finest, like right here. Like this is, so thank you for, for just putting that out there and, and being open to helping us as a people piece all of this together because it's so important for us to figure out where we came from to figure out where we're going and there I feel like there's a shift there's a shift happening there's definitely some who it's like it's like this sand in a in it was in a clam like or oyster one of the two like <laughs> yeah 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 and that's one of the impact it's rough. It's rough right mm-hmm. now, but yeah. eventually it'll smooth out. And, and <sighs> this is definitely a, a divine path that we, we have crossed. And I'm, I'm so thankful for everybody that crosses my path because I either learn a lesson or it's, you know, it's a great, it's a great like working relationship or something, you know, to, to mutually help us get to wherever we need to go. So. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe in coincidences and this is how this all came together is just perfect. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> it is. I'm it is. so like excited. It. This is, thank you. 
This is amazing. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we've talked about the Bristol English pod project and how it's going. I definitely foresee this going for years to come. This is this is so awesome um, for you. And I'm thank you. This is great. This is great. So tell us about what you what you call your your alter ego the former the former love poet let's awesome. talk about the former love poet because that I, I love poetry so it definitely piqued my interest and you were like oh alter ego i was like okay what are we talking about here so so let's 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 switch gears and talk about the former love poet oh ooh. that's that's a guy who who, who changed energy in the room <laughs> i mean i'm a different mindset where if i do like um i do shows or whatnot um and that's how the former love poet came about Okay. I used to, I, I, I've been writing poetry since I was a kid, uh, songwriting. I was doing it professionally uh, in my early 20s. Like, with, I worked for like Doritos, MTV, Nickelodeon, uh, just a bunch of different companies freelancing. And uh, um, eventually I was like, you know what? I want to read my poetry out loud outside of something other than a funeral. Everybody always called me when they want me to write something sad. <laughs> but I said, okay. yeah. Well, I mean, it's a niche. It was a niche. Yeah. So yeah. I was just like, you know what? I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to write something. I'm going to uh, go up and I'm going to perform it. Um, and I did. I went to a speakeasy for the first time. I was 29. I went to a speakeasy for the first time. I go in there. I read my poem, Solomon Grundy, uh, which I got like a little short film on YouTube with it that, that okay. I, I did. Um, they liked it. They had me back and I performed. I used to be a love poet. And I saw the reaction from that, that poem. I was like, you know what? I want to take this online. I want to I want to take this poetry online. And I was like, you know what? That poem is so close to me. I used to be a love poet. So that I used to be a love poet turned to the former love poet. Uh, and after that, now, when I when I do certain things, going to certain places, I put that persona on. I'm like. I, I know who he is, you know, it's, it's weird. It's a weird it's a weird thing. Uh, but like, I know he's I know what I am when I'm in that zone. I get uh, it. I get it. A, yeah, confidence comes with it. Little wordplay, uh -huh. little little extra swag on my shoulders drop a little bit. It's <laughs> it's it's a, it's a whole it's a whole different feeling. So, I, but yeah, I came about from doing this, from doing speakeasies, and now like it's the former love poet is is a producer of Listen to Your Mother show for 2022, and it's it's circulating around town and around these webs. Okay, so mainly like you, so I mean, obviously because of COVID and everything, that's probably slowed a lot of things down in person. Um, mm -hmm. but do you, are you getting back into those personal shows or, or when you say former love poet, like that's it kind of, yeah. um, I'm back. I'm back doing live shows. Uh, nice. October was, uh, listen to, listen to your mother actually performed here in Hostein theater, which was, which was wild because like you said, like everything happens for a reason. No, no coincidence. I never knew I had invited my mom to the show. It was a big, big show. They had to cut it down due to COVID. So but it was still a nice crowd. My mom got there. She read, I read a poem dedicated to her. But uh, uh, on there, she never told me in the 70s that building, because the building is nice. Big stage. I came from the balcony like a wrestler. It was amazing. She used to work in the basement of that place. Wow. She used to work in the basement for like an office or some kind of company uh, back in the 70s. So to see her son take the stage, one of the biggest stages out here in the city was was amazing. I, I, I bet she was out there. That's my baby. 
I would. I mean, that would have been me. <laughs> I told her. I told her. I was just like, I told her. My wife that came. I said, "Hey, sit in the sit towards like not the far back, but towards the middle. She can see me on the stage properly because uh-huh. I know she's gonna try to sit up front. Like, 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 and that's exactly what she did. She sat right up front. Uh, so I did the poem called 14 and a Half Things My Mother's Taught Me.' Uh, and each one of those lessons were uh, I have four. I have 15 surgeries um, throughout my life, and so like each one because she took care of me every single every single one so everything was this is what it this is my appreciation for you you know i pointed her out in the crowd and everything and (laughs) first two words she cried she started crying it was just after that it was it was it for that that is so beautiful so i and it's yeah so it's interesting that you brought that up because i did i um watched one of your tiktoks i watched a few of your tiktoks actually but (laughs) i didn't come across the one where you're like no it's not number 16 and i was like number 16 wait Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what happened? But I'm glad you are in good health and that you are, you know, you're you're still trucking along cuz oh, yeah. you are a gym. Thank you. You are a gym. Um Thank it you. you you don't meet too many people who are this genuine and and kind and just offering up your time because i understand that you're essentially doing this like for free but like but for donations um Mm -hmm. and sir like if i had a hat on right now just take it all like 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 (laughs) because somebody got to do it right somebody got to show love there's too much negativity out here um i just want to you know Make 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 not only history tangible, but these connections with just the community amongst us. There's so many of us related, we don't even know it. <laughs> you know what? And it's it's crazy out here too, because I, I wonder about that too. It's because I know, you know, my, my parents say that I have a big family, but I don't know any of my family. Um, I actually live in a city where I have um, supposedly, you know, a bunch of cousins. I don't know, not near near one of them. Like <laughs> maybe one. I know one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So it's like I, they could pop, they could literally cross pass pass me on the street and I wouldn't know. Wouldn't even know. It. Wouldn't even mm. know. And it's blood. So it's it's crazy. It really is crazy. Um, but it's it's amazing to see that there's and it's it's heartwarming and it still it puts like faith back into humanity not only for me, but for other people that, you know, like all is not lost. All is not lost. We are still caring human beings. There's, there's still some left and, you know, um, and I can't remember if this was some sort of um, like a proverb or maybe just a quote by somebody. I can't remember if I remember, or if you know, um, I'll, you know, I definitely got to give credit where credit's due, but it was, um, I'll try to get this right. It's like the flame isn't taken away from by lighting like other candles. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm talking about? So I know, I know, I, know I, I definitely like probably butchered that whole, <laughs> um, that whole quote, but it's an amazing quote and it's so deep because it, you're, you're right. Like, you know, you're right. You, somebody's got to do it that there, you know, there's somebody's got to start it. And I see you as that light. It's not taking away from you. Yeah. It probably added to your plate, but, <laughs> but yeah. it did not take away from your shine. If anything, it made your shine brighter. Like you, right. you, 
I appreciate so many roses right now. I appreciate it. <laughs> like, like, and it's no, and it's, it, you know, it's, it's no problem. I just, I love to see people win and, and I love to see genuine people out here really trying to make a difference. Um, you know, my platform here is mental health and, and just pushing people to be better versions of themselves, motivating and inspiring others. That's, that is the overarching, you know, um, platform of, of my podcast. So the fact that you came on here and I'm learning more and more about you, um, I'm definitely going to be um, hitting your content hard for sure. Um, subscribing to your YouTube channel and everything because I Thank I'm gonna be following this Brister uh, Brister English project because this is so intriguing to me. I might have to sign up to help me out. <laughs> sign up, sign, definitely sign up, sign up. No, but I mean it's just. It's such a blessing to meet other people, you know, like we're not alone out here. We're not. And I think especially this day and age, we really have to understand that that there are sincere and genuine people out there, even though it's really hard to trust people, you know, but you're not gaining anything from this. That's the beautiful. That's the beauty of it. You know, you're not you're not because you could have easily said, all right, I'm gonna run you a hundred dollars for this amount of work. And then it's you, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a add to it from there. Like, and I'm throwing numbers out there, but like you could have easily capitalized on this, but instead you're like, no, I'm gonna come from the heart. Uh, this, this is important for not only me, but for our culture and for mm-hmm. American history. Thank yes. you for saying it. American history, not just black history, but American yes. history. American so this history. is, this is this is so dope. So, 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 so dope. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I yes. just want to make a change. I just want everybody to know, like, once this history becomes tangible and once you can really feel it and you see it, it, it it's a it's a feeling I can't describe. I think that's what I told Sakithia when uh mm-hmm. when I was just like I, I reached out to her, I was just like, hey, I can I have to show you. I can't tell you how it feels. I have to show you how it feels. And that's when she hit me up and just like, oh, my God, this is what it is to see stuff like marriage license back then to see not only your family name, but you also got to look out for nicknames on census that they took down. Um, Sometimes photos pop up. Sometimes you get those yearbook photos when your parents were 16. They look just like you. Um, It's making history tangible. Um, The good and the bad parts. I can't I can't make it like it's everything is all beautiful. There are some bad parts that, but it makes it real. It, it yeah. makes it gives a connection. It gives um, uh, not just connection to our ancestors, but because you'll definitely get that. You'll definitely start once you read those stories. If you cry over movies and stuff, you're gonna definitely feel something when it comes to to, to this real history. And so it's it's it's. I know it's bigger than me, and like yeah, like I could have I could have capitalized off because to talk to somebody on like a professional. $2,300 to $2,300 to have a conversation with somebody about your family, just to go straight backwards yeah. to, to, with black people. That is 1860. And it normally just stops. So like, I don't want our people getting, getting taken advantage of again and again and again. So I just wanted to be that. Come here. I got you. Let's do this. We're going to do this together. We're going to fill this together. And like, and it's great. It's I, I, I did somebody's tree last week and I found out we're cousins. Like that was oh the, my goodness! And I'm doing that tree. And I'm like Rosa English, eighteen. I'm like no, nah, can't be. I went to my tree. I said, oh yeah, we're cousins. You know, so it was just 
it's that is that and then people saw that and people were like oh my god you guys are related so this is and we everybody can feel that that's the mm-hmm. thing i want to push out that good energy everybody can feel and just be like damn i want to you know i want to do that because like you said it doesn't take for me i mean i lose some sleep some stress a little stressful <laughs> but you gray hairs here and there yeah a little, yeah, a little bit a little bit i gotta get a haircut like i get a haircut like a month i was like oh so so i'm like it don't take nothing from me but time uh and then like the donations, they they come in. When I first started, because it was so slow, I was like, I can I can do things at this point of donations. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? I believe that my community got me, that my friends and my family got me out here. So let's do it. And ever since then, everything's just been falling right in place. Falling right through it. That is beautiful. That is mm-hmm. so beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. All right. So tell us where we can find you. I know you said you mentioned TikTok. You have a YouTube channel. Um, I definitely will be placing those on here, um, like a whole link tree. Um, yes. and I'm new to link tree. I don't have a link tree, but I feel like I need to get one. <laughs> get one. It's, it's so every, everything just goes right in that little thing and people can just click right away. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But I'm former love poet all over the internet. Um, Instagram, okay. uh, TikTok, uh, Facebook, former love poet. I hate to say this, but you can Google me if you need to Google me. <laughs> Google me, baby. <laughs> I just got my Google knowledge page claim. So, yeah, you can Google me. Um, but yeah, former love port all over the Internet. OK, former. OK, awesome. 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 So what what are you doing? If I may ask, what are you doing nowadays? Like, because I know that this is time consuming, but like so is being being. Are you a, po- a poet full time? Um. Poet full time or writer full time, I should say. Uh, produce like I'm a producer for the Listen to Your Mother 2022 production here in Rochester. Um, so that's I think I'm the first black man to be a producer for the show. So that's kind of kind of dope. Um, I'm, I'm also their social media guy, so doing their social media management uh, as well as getting ready to host auditions in March. Um, the show in May, coaching to coach coaching two people. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing that. I've still got music. I'm still doing, still producing for other folks, still writing myself. Um, and I got to finish up my book, uh, Hidden Fears and Forgotten Courage. <laughs> How do you do all of this? Like, Oh, in a show. I got a show in April, April 10th, I believe. The big poetry show. I'll be goodness. here with 15 of the city's best. Yes. <laughs> can we just, look, it can be done. It can't. You are the poster child of saying that it can be done. Like no excuses, like no, no excuse. Like you, you are out here, a whole author, like a producer. You are donating. I'm still trying to figure out what free time you have for this, this amazing project. Like (laughs) you got a family like this is this is amazing. So if anybody says, no, I can't do it. It can be done. You're you are you are living proof. And that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Always bet on black. You always gotta bet on black. You'd be good. Bet on black. Uh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, bet on yourself. That's what I tell people. Just bet on yourself. It's a lot of stuff that that bring me down. A lot of stuff that can butcher like I like I I'm I'm I was diagnosed with uh depression, um mm-hmm. other mental mental health things. And it gets yeah, it can get to you at times and but I'm glad to have, I know I have outlets. I'm glad, you know, I was thankful for therapy, stuff like that. Take the time. 
look into yourself, find yourself. And I swear you can do anything that you want to put your mind to. Anything. Um, I agree. I absolutely agree. But let's let's run this back and talk about therapy. Wait a minute. Yes. Okay. Now, and this is not to get into your personal business, but I am an advocate for therapy, and I have to mm-hmm. say, for you know, in the black community, therapy is like, oh no, Taboo. we mm-hmm. we don't go to therapy. What we don't do that. That's not that's not a thing. So, like, can we just touch on the importance of therapy and and how it's helped you? You don't have to get you know, obviously any, anything personal, but like, you know, like. Let our listeners know. <laughs> I tell you, I get. I'll, I'll tell the. I'll tell the story. I don't think I haven't told the story before. Um, so, what made me go to therapy in 2018? Uh, I was stressing at work. They had me working like 15 days straight, uh, no appreciation. Like I, I talked to everybody. Can I get a day off? I'm like, I'm still hitting all my numbers. No sleep. Uh, and when I asked about, you know, hey, I wanted to get trained to become a supervisor here. Uh, they took the uh, white dude with no experience who threatened to leave. He had no sales floor experience, nothing like that, and gave him everything. And so I was mentally was like, what do I do? Like, I'm, I'm busting my ass. Uh, and then that night, I just kind of I broke. I just completely broke down. Um, I, I suffer from a suicidal ideology and ideation. Sorry. And that night I tried to I fought with my, my wife. Like she tried to get like, you know, weapon from me. And then the next day, like, I mean, I'm broken down. Next day I go to work. It's like, like nothing happened, but like, I'm not myself. And everybody sees that. I'm normally the happy go lucky dude at work. I talk to every single person in every department, high five, secret handshakes, the whole nine. And the one of the managers, one of the, I would say straight up racist, he's gone now. He was a racist manager. Um, he like, he came at me with some aggression. And I was just like, not, not today, please. Just not to, not today. Like you got nothing to say to me ever. So I walked to the bathroom. He follows me into the bathroom. There was this clipboard down and all that. And I had a breakdown. I was like, you know, I tried to kill myself last night. And I still came here to work for your ass. This, that, and the third. Um, the job ended up setting me up with uh, a therapist to talk to later that night. I called HR and everything. And when I got to there, it's number one, uh, therapy needs to be uh, easier, like access, uh, need easier access to therapy. Uh, I had to drive an hour away to go mm-hmm. see a therapist that takes the insurance and everything. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, I sat outside in the car for about 30 minutes, wanting to be late for the, for the thing. So she wouldn't take me because I'm like, if I go in there, I'm going to get judged. She's going to call me crazy. She's going to say, she's going to tell me what I shouldn't be doing. Like I had all this negative stuff, you know, that, 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 that comes with growing up in a black community. When it comes to mental health, you don't want to see seen crazy. You ain't got none of them problems. You don't got them kind of problems. You got to be normal. But I went in there. I went into therapy. I told her what happened. I broke down. And then I continued to go. I mean, she gave me, she she listened, gave me a, a space to let everything out and not be judged for it. To be like, okay, it's okay that you feel like this. And this is what you do when you start to feel like this. So like now when I'm in still four years later, I can, I know not to get to from how to, how to get from uh, 100 to zero. Versus going from zero to a hundred. I know how to calm myself down. I know how to, you know, reason it. And I know how to be okay and in, in, in to express when I'm not okay uh, verbally versus holding it inside and just waiting for something to blow up until it becomes big. It's handling it on the spot type situation. So therapy is important. Therapy is growth. Therapy is love. It, it taught me a lot about myself. 
Um, it allowed me to be open, allowed me to come out as polyamorous, allowed me to live and keep this going and start this project up. And when things get hard with this project, I'm not going into that, into that, that bad space. Like I'm, yes. I'm here and I'm, and I'm good. So therapy is important. Therapy, I would recommend it, especially you look at what you look at, what people's been through, our people been through that generational trauma is real. It's extremely oh. real. Ooh, it's yes. Extremely real. Yes. Absolutely. So therapy is important. Absolutely. And here I was thinking, you know, I mean, like I said, you know, mental health is like the overarching umbrella to my podcast, but like this one is actually more geared towards like Black History Month and celebration of that. And a Black creator and out here just donating his time for our culture. And, and that was the focus. But here, full circle, mental yeah. health, like it's like it's it's like the root of it. It yes. is it is the root. It is the root of it. Um, the full circle, man. Full. <laughs> Full circle. I just, I love how things just fall into place. Like I'm just, I'm one of those things where I'm not the greatest planner. (laughs) (laughs) Neither am I. I try, I try, but I'm not the greatest planner. So when things like fall into place and honestly, nowadays I do, I plan enough, but also just I'm learning to let go of some of that control that I feel like I just have to have all like I need to have like I was never a micromanager, but I just needed to, you know, make sure everything was was good. And then if it wasn't, if I didn't have that warm and fuzzy, like it it wasn't going to it wasn't going to happen. Right. And I'm learning to let go of some of that control and just allowing things to happen because you can't control everything that happens. And when you stress about things that that happen, but you have no control over it, you are. You're. You're expending your energy in ways that could be used in better ways, and it took me a while to understand that. But once who. The, 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 the weight that was relieved from my shoulders when I was just like, why am I stressing about something that I can't control? Like I can't fix it. Like me being upset and stressed out is not going to fix this. So why am I wasting this energy? So now I'm able to teach my kids like, all right, I understand that you're upset. I understand how you're feeling and your your emotions are valid. How you feel is valid. But what I want you to understand. That's, like, uh, that's lovely. I'm just sorry. That's, that's just amazing. You know how, I, how we grew up? That's amazing. Yes. Yes. It, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's, you know, like how you're feeling is valid, but I need you to understand. Like, just think about this, you know. Can you change this? No? Mm. Okay. Mm, I like that. So release it. Release it. And it's, it's, they're slowly but surely catching on. My oldest is probably the most, um, the most like me. Well, both my, both my girls are, but definitely like the, the age that she's at right now. It's like, oh man. <laughs> Wow. Still, that's just amazing just to what you're doing. Thank like, you. That Thank is you. great. It's, that's generational curses and trauma and how things were and things you breaking a cycle. And that's so like I saw I love it. 
I refuse. I refuse to continue the cycle. It's Love because it. it it clearly didn't work. You know, it didn't work for me. It you know, yes. like you know, I I now see just by living and seeing things day to day and watching my kids grow up and mm-hmm. and and raising them. It's like my parents did the best they could. Mm-hmm. I love them, but their way is not the best way. God, yeah. Yeah. That's I think that's the best way to put it. So that's, that's amazing. Still amazing. Like what <laughs> you're doing is big. It's like it's it's huge when people decide to break that that curse. It's because mm-hmm. that's going that's gonna keep going. It's gonna keep it it's gonna keep pushing. When once that becomes the comes the way, because we know once you know, go to therapy, learn about ourselves, learn care about our mental health, where we understand that it's important and not a problem, yes. and not a bad thing. Exactly. Um, it's something that should be cared for just like our, our physical health. Mm-hmm. It, yes. I was just saying that to somebody else. I can't remember if it was on a podcast or, or just like in, in passing and we were having a conversation, but it's like, you know, you go, you go to the doctor, to, you know, for your annual physical and, you know, you get your blood work done, you, you know, get, everything checks out or, you know, what, what to work on to, to put yourself in better health. Mm-hmm. Why, why do we not, why do we neglect the, the biggest part of our bodies, gotcha. like, you know, and it, you sit back and think about it like, Oh, wow. You know, you're right. Like, <laughs> don't care about don't go just because you have a problem, but also for, you know, how are you doing? How are things progressing? And it's that outlet is, I can't stress how important it is yes. to have at least, you know, one outlet to, to be able to release in a safe space. Right. Yeah. That's right. No, that's, that is, 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 is people don't know how good it is until they, until they get it. I think. Yes. Agreed. And that's the big thing. And until, yeah. until they got to, they got to be, they got to break through that, that, that it's wall. That fear of vulnerability. That, that- yeah. That fear, like I'm opening <laughs> up and let me show you my feelings. Cause we got to all, we've always been taught to guard us. At least growing up as a black man in, you know, in the nineties. I talk, hey, you can't show fear. You can't show emotion. The only emotion you could be happy, you could be mad. That is it. You can't cry. Boys don't cry. Can't do that. Oh, that, that Boys part. do not yeah. cry. And I learned, yeah. and I, growing up, and I learned, you know, uh, from a poet, uh, Raphael Casal. He said in a poem called Monster, that kind of made me look at stuff a little bit different. Where mm. he said, um, uh, he told his mom, boys, kids, his friend, I said, mom, he said, uh, boys don't cry. That's something I can't do. She says, you're right. Boys don't cry. That's something that a man do. And he talked about how it was something similar to me. I grew up in like a bad, quote unquote, bad neighborhood. Once I moved from my OG neighborhood and it was, it was violence. It was violence on the first 48. My one of my street, the street I lived on was on the first 48. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, yes. Right. So like that's, that's where I, that's, <laughs> that's where I stayed at. And so like, I seen people, I, I remember we had a, we had a, what we call sometimes a, a, a bloody summer or a red summer here where violence is so, it gets so bad. And then I'm like, I remember I was in, I was in college and I opened up the obituary because I didn't see one of my guys in a minute. I see my, 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 one of my friends in there and I'm just like, and I didn't cry. And that was that, that made me feel worse. Cause I'm like, I'm used to this now. Like, I'm like, that is, that is, that's, I'm, I'm used, I'm gonna break down about it later randomly, but like, I'm so used to this, this now and that, and I shouldn't be. I, I like I'm like why am I pulling myself if I break down for this person I'm pulling myself back together wrong or something 
like after the last few ones, I'm just like, <sighs> so like I'm, now I'm in a position where I see these young, these young dudes, um, these young, these 19, 20 year olds, these, these teens. I'm like, hey, yo, get your parents. If you're young, come over to my studio. You want to rap? Come to my studio. I'm not going to charge you. Let's, let's go. Let's get you some songs. Or let me give you some inspiration in you. Because I'd rather, I'd rather not say free you. I'd rather not say I miss you. I'd rather tell you not to do something versus me missing you. Yeah. You know? And so, like, we just got to okay, break them, break them curses, break them walls. Therapy is important. Check your mental health. Because growing up, you grew up in the hood like I did. You have some PTSD. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. Get that checked out. We've definitely seen some some things we should not have been subjected to um, in the household and and out and outside, like just walking to school, getting on the bus, like a lot of things that we have been subjected to. And you don't realize it until you're older and you're like, this is not right. <laughs> yeah. This is not okay. Right. Right. <laughs> and then you have to make that conscious decision to be like, all right, am I going to do something about this or am I going to stay comfortable in what I know and just keep going? Right. Right. And in right. one of my favorite sayings, I did not come up with this, um, but it's get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And you, you it is it's so true it's so true you can't grow you can't be better if you stay comfortable mm-hmm. why would you that is a, yeah you can't grow you can't you can't if you're gonna put in all that work you don't want to put in a bunch of work just to stay the same yeah absolutely yeah, you, you can't put in all that work to stay the same the objective is to change and that mm-hmm. is okay yep okay. So, well that is amazing um one last thing that I want to say um, before you know we close this out is thank you and thank you to your wife because I'm glad that you are still here. Uh, Thinking about it, you know, had things gone differently, we wouldn't be sitting here virtually talking and and having such an amazing conversation. Um, you wouldn't be touching so many lives right now, so. I am grateful that you are still here and please extend those, that gratitude to your wife because it is much needed. Um, We definitely need more people like you out here, you know, helping others. So thank you. I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Thank thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. That really means a lot to me. Nope. Listen, say less. Um, Yeah. Do you have any closing remarks or anything that you would like to leave leave our listeners with? Um, I say this all the time. I didn't come up with it. I forgot who came up with it. Um, I normally tell people on my page to go love themselves. Um, no matter what's going on, go love yourself. Uh, and, and the saying I learned was, you know, when, when a plane is going down, the flight attendant or the captain always tell you, make sure you secure your mask before helping someone else. Make sure your mask is secure first, if that is mentally, physically, or emotionally, before you help somebody else. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. All right. Thank you so much again. I definitely appreciate it. 
Like I always say at the end of my my podcast and anytime I go live is you can always get your money back, but you can never get your time back. You chose to spend your time with me, with us. So thank you very much, you guys, for listening. Thank you for your energy, your positivity. Go out there, be the change you want to see in life. Be the ripple in the pond. Y'all take care and as always, stay blessed.